A Georgia judge allows audit. Biden and Putin are set to meet mid-June. Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest golfer to win a major. A John Hopkins professor disagrees with the CDC and Russia sues big tech. This is the May 28th report and you're listening to the Brief News Brief podcast where the busy Christian can get caught up on the news in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, Isaac Lopez, and this show is presented by TLG Radio. Stick around for the brief breakdown where we will discuss this unfolding situation in Georgia and why we shouldn't be scared of it. In politics, President Biden is expected to propose a $6 trillion budget today, which would push the budget to levels that it hasn't seen since World War II. The New York Times explains the growth is driven by Mr. Biden's two-part agenda to upgrade the nation's infrastructure and substantially expand the social safety net contained in his American Jobs Plan and American Families Plan, along with other planned increases in discretionary spending. President Biden asked the intelligence community to dig into the origins of COVID-19, but currently they are split into two factions. One thinks that it was an animal-to-man transmitted disease, while the other believes that its origins can be traced back to the Wuhan lab. Many people and conservatives are relocating to Florida from other states because of COVID-19 protocols, and Governor DeSantis argues that, I think this whole process has caused some people to reevaluate some of their prior commitments. And if you have a political party that puts the interests of teachers unions over the interest of kids being able to just access an education at all, that tells you all you need to know about the modern Democrat party. Republican senators introduced a motion in the Senate to curb anti-Semitic and anti-Israel language. Senator Hawley added that, Hateful anti-Israel rhetoric from politicians and the media inspires the sickening violence against Jews. Fox News reports that President Biden and Russian President Putin will will meet next month in Geneva. The report says that the meeting is expected to take place on June 16th when Biden and Putin are slated to discuss issues like Iran and North Korea's nuclear capabilities, Syria, the Arctic strategic stability, arms control, climate change, COVID-19, and more. And finally, a week ago, a judge in Georgia agreed to unseal nearly 150,000 absentee ballots in Fulton County to investigate signs for voter fraud. On to sports. The WNBA fined the Connecticut Suns head coach and suspended him for one game for a comment he made during a matchup of an imposing, of an imposing player. The player took to Instagram to explain that the coach was trying to get a foul called in favor of his team and accused her of being 300 pounds to the official. She clarified that she is actually 235 pounds and is 6 foot 8. In promotion of his new movie, F9, John Cena referred to Taiwan as a country saying that they would be the first to see the movie. The Communist government of China took this as an affront to its long-held belief that they are sovereign over over Taiwan, and so John Cena quickly published an apology video in Mandarin in which he said some of the following, I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry for my mistake. mistake. Sorry, sorry, I'm very sorry. He added, you must understand I love and respect China and Chinese people. Sorry, goodbye. In conclusion... 
Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest golfer to win a major with a win in the PGA Championship. He's 50 years old. On to health. Dr. Marty McCary of John Hopkins argues that we have reached herd immunity and it is time to ignore the CDC. He says, I never thought I'd say this, but please ignore the CDC guidelines. He advised Americans to live a normal life unless you are unvaccinated and did not have the infection, in which case you need to be careful. Moderna says that its vac vaccine is 100% effective for children from, ages, from the ages of 12 to 17. And in conclusion of health, Dr. Fauci says that it is probably time to look into the origins of COVID-19. He says, I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out, to the best of our ability, exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who's investigated say it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir reservoir then infected and that then infected individuals but it could have been something else and we need to find that out so you know that's the reason why i said i'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus on to culture the principal at hillsdale high school encouraged its valedictorian to not mention her christian faith in her speech the section of the disputed text in question read, for me, my future hope is found in my relationship with Christ. By trusting in him and choosing to live a life dedicated to bringing his kingdom glory, I can be confident that I am living a life with purpose and meaning. My identity is found by what God says and who I want to become is laid out in scripture. The principal said, you are representing the school and the speech, not using the podium as your public forum. We need to be mindful of, about the inclusion of religious aspects. These are your strong beliefs, but they are not appropriate for a speech in a school public setting. I know this will frustrate you, but we have to be mindful of it. Dr. Joanna Olson Kennedy argues that children should be allowed to make their own decisions to undergo sexual reassignment procedures. Actually, people make life-altering decisions in adolescence all the time, she says. And honestly, most of them are good. It's just the bad ones that we talked about. She works at the Center for Trans Youth Health and Development at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. A gunman went on a killing spree on Wednesday in Northern California. He murdered nine of his colleagues and ultimately committed suicide prior to being apprehended by police. Our thoughts and prayers go out, go out to those who lost family and friends on that fateful day. On Wednesday, Facebook stated that it would no longer remove posts that, that questioned the established narrative of COVID-19. On Tuesday, a court in Russia fined Google and Facebook for not deleting content that it deemed illegal. And according to the New York Times, support of BLM has waned quickly since the George Floyd riots nearly a year ago. It has dropped nearly 20 percentage points since last summer. And finally, some good news. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed a law that challenges big tech. They will have to show their work on the conclusions about content moderation practices. DeSantis says, if big tech censors enforce rules inconsistently to discriminate in favor of the dominant Silicon Valley ideology, they will now be held accountable. And finally, the Supreme Court agreed on Monday to hear a Mississippi abortion case that could allow for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It is an abortion case that is protesting a law that prohibits the obtaining of an abortion at 15 weeks of pregnancy. 
If you have enjoyed the Brief News Brief podcast, then consider giving TLG Radio a follow wherever you get your podcast. Also, keep up with all things Brief News Brief by following on Facebook at The Life Given News and Instagram at The Life Given Radio. If you have a tip or want to hear more about a story, I would encourage you to email me at thebriefnewsbrief at gmail.com. In conclusion, remember who the real enemy is, Ephesians 6.12. God bless, and I will speak with you next Friday or in just a moment for the Brief Breakdown. Well, welcome to the Brief Breakdown, and we are going to discuss voter fraud, or more importantly, the unfolding situation in Georgia. Voter fraud was so early 2021. Everyone should be over it by now, right? Not so fast. I would encourage you to not put it too far from your mind. With that little caveat, let's read this report from The Blaze. Henry County Superior Court Judge Brian Amaro is allowing more than 145,000 absentee ballots from the 2020 presidential election to be inspected in the audit, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. The exact details of the audit are still being determined, but Amaro made clear the ballots will remain under the care of Fulton County election officials while the audit is conducted. More from the Journal-Constitution. Friday's decision came in a lawsuit filed by nine plaintiffs, including Garland Favorito, a Fulton County resident and self-styled election watchdog. It's one of dozens of lawsuits that stem from the November presidential election and the January runoff for U.S. Senate, some of which are still winding their way through the courts. The audit cannot change the results of the 2020 presidential election, Blaze continues, in Fulton County because they were certified months ago. However, Plaintiffs, plaintiffs, sorry, plaintiffs say an examination of ballots would get to the to the bottom of what they see as suspicious activity at State Farm Arena on election night and pave the way for more accurate elections in the future. The Journal of Constitution reported. End quote. My one takeaway from all of this is let's follow the money and see where it goes, so to speak. Let's follow the the ballots and see where they go. What do we have to lose if more of these investigations pop up? What do we have to lose if we follow and study these investigations and see what the results are? So far, the one narrative at allowed at the dinner table is the election was fine. There was no tampering. There was no illegal switching of ballots. There was no uh, faulty ballots. Everything was just fine. And that could very well be the case. That's fine. But the only question that I would like to ask is, once again, what do we have to lose if more of these investigations pop up? What do we have to lose if we follow the ballots to see where they go? The only thing is, is that we stand to gain from it. We actually only stand to gain from it. And that is, the result of this could be maybe some trust in the electoral in the electoral process because i've looked at some of the cases myself and i think that they are definitely fishy now a, a judge and a jury and lawyers are going to have much more training in this than myself but as someone who has a vested interest in this as all americans should i think that there should be plenty of room 
for these investigations to percolate and not necessarily stick your hope and your faith in them, but rather to just see where it goes and pray that justice will be done. And if justice, if the answer to these investigations is that there is no fraud, well, then we just have to continue on as though that is the answer. And that's fine. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me at thebriefnewsbrief at gmail.com. That is it for the brief breakdown. I'm very excited to be back with you all from our break. It was a good few weeks off as I was wrapping up uh, my college career at New Sanders College. And it's nice to finally be done. It, It was definitely a blessing and quite the trip. And honestly, the fact that this podcast survived is a blessing in and of itself. So reach out to me. You can connect with me at the Life Given Radio Facebook conversation group um, that you can just navigate to Life Given News and in the community tab, there should be that group that you can join. It's public. As always, and until next time, remember who the real enemy is. Ephesians 6.12. God bless. (laughs) 